All right, guys, welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. Um, I gotta start out by apologizing. I have recorded so many podcasts, but I have yet to been able. I have not yet. I have not been able to get them all out. It has just been so hectic, so busy, and you know, really, I think that's a good sign. I think um, you know, my restaurant, La La Taqueria, has been busy. Uh, thankfully, we've gotten great support from um, the Larchmont community, the Westchester County community, and we're very fortunate and very grateful for that. Uh, and, you know, as you guys know, I'm also a commercial broker who deals with um, restaurant owners, uh, primarily here in the New York metro area, but also uh, around the country. And it has um, picked up significantly in terms of interest, both by landlords and by restaurant owners who are looking to make deals in this market and they realize that uh, if you're a good operator and you have your systems in place and um, this is a, a time to really make a name for yourself so um, just a reminder keep keep looking at your concept spend the time looking at you know things that have changed and how you can implement them because they're not going away anytime soon uh, as a matter of fact just a quick story before we get into uh, our next guest um, I spoke with a landlord today who said they are actually analyzing who they want as restaurant partners moving forward based on their social presence, based on their omni-channel, which means their ability to sell on different platforms, in-person delivery and online. And if you don't fit the criteria, they are not considering you. So analyze that if you need any help. You want just some free advice on where you're at and what I'm seeing out there, please hit me up. Uh, you guys know I've dropped the number a bunch of times. It's 914-996-4569. Shoot me a text. I will be happy to answer any questions you may have and uh, kind of get into it with you. And just to be clear, that is a text community. So um, I can't text you from there. That's not my phone number. That's a texting service that I use from the folks over our community. Uh, I would, I'm very grateful that I've been invited to be a part of it. Um, it is basically where I can reach out to you, all of you on basically for me, it's like a, it's like a messaging platform and I get so many messages there, but it's great that I can interact with you guys directly. And it's, um, it's just a way to stay connected and you can shoot me a question as it's happening in real time. And I will shoot you out updates that I hear, uh, in real time too. So we all kind of stay informed, which I think is a major part, uh, of our success as we move forward here. Um, again, that number is 914-996-4569. Uh, to get to our guest today, just kind of talking about moving forward and all that stuff, I've got the guy who has the most well-timed business, I think, <laughs> that's going to come out of this, Steve Simony from Bebot. It is a contactless ordering and payment solution. It is really a customer-facing POS system that... Um, is going to really, I think, revolutionize uh, how restaurants handle their order. You know, um, instantly overnight, it seems like we've had to adopt this kind of technology. And Steve and his company, Bebot, kind of get into how they started there with actual robots and uh, a lot of fun stuff and, and kind of how he's built the brand and how the brand has evolved during this time. So um, it's a great, very resourceful sort of make you think kind of episode about how you're going to handle things moving forward. So I hope you enjoy. And again, any questions, comments, or you guys want to just chat, um, hit me up, 914-996-4569. And thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great day.
Hey, Steve, thanks so much for uh, agreeing to be on the show. I know you and your company are probably very busy right now, so I appreciate the time. Well, yeah, Kyle, thanks for having me on the podcast. So I've been telling people that your company is probably going to be one of the most, going down in history, is one of the most well-timed tech companies to come out of the, the, <laughs> this whole thing. Tell everybody about a little bit about Bebot and what you're all about. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, luck and timing is a big thing in technology, I think. So my co-founders and I, we started this in 2017. We were living in San Francisco at the time, and we were, you know, just out at bars a lot. You know, we were in, mm. in <laughs> and we were originally like trying to build an overhead robot for nightclubs. That was that's why it's called Bebot, actually. A robot for nightclub. Okay. Yeah, you can actually find the YouTube videos. They're online somewhere. <laughs> They're online oh, somewhere. We have one nightclub customer in Cincinnati that still uses two of the robots. So <sighs> that's like our first thing, and we weren't ever, you know, we thought that would be our business, and then. It happened. We met this guy, Tommy, in Brooklyn. Hmm. He owns he owns a bar called the Brooklyn Barge. It's like okay. an outdoor seasonal waterfront spot. And this was back when we just had the robots and some software. And he was like, "Yeah, I love the robots, Steve, but I don't really have a ceiling to put the the robot on." And we were like kind of sad because we liked it. We were getting it off at a trade show, and he said that he would just take all the software and have his servers and bartenders use it instead of like have a robot runner. And so. That was a pivot to software. And then we moved from San Francisco to be closer to his bar in Brooklyn. And now, now we're a New York City restaurant tech company. The robots are in the background now. It's, it's just a software company now for improving the efficiency for owners and operators and letting guests order on their phone. So what did the robots look like? These are our original invention here. This is like our... So these go on the ceiling. We put these in your, in your bar. And the bartenders, like, you know, they'll make a martini, cocktail... They'll load it in the basket here, and so then it goes up, oh and it God. uses it. It uses an algorithm to not spill, so we we don't spill any of the drinks, and then it drives to your table. Oh my gosh, that's then, wild! Yeah, so that was like <laughs> the original product. So you guys, so you were trying to just essentially, you were trying to eliminate the need for servers or is that what uh, not be? really i mean we were we were really trying to build like a product that could be used for like unique futuristic concepts so like if you like they have they have servers there for the bottle service and the rooms there you know cocktails this was like a product like kind of like hey i want to build a really unique bar like i want some robots from the ceiling okay. coming out it was like we we never meant it to be like a giant scaled company. Like we were just trying to build like you know we thought we'd get like a hundred two hundred bars in the U.S. like with this cool robot. Right. Like it'd be like a, a unique concept that kids would go to if it was like a more casual like family spot or like a nightclub robot right. for the nightclubs. But yeah, so we were we were just doing that for fun mainly. Wow. So that was your um, it was your full time job. This was a business that you were planning to get. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna. Yeah, the, the plan was to build a small robotics company. Like we charged enough where it could be like the five of us and we could you know, have a couple hundred bars around the country. A lot of it in the original product was around that. And then it was an efficiency play for the restaurants too. Like it could be pretty efficient to have that. Mm -hmm. And then it, it just turned out once we started talking to a lot of owners and operators, there was this whole other opportunity around software that we never originally really considered until we like started talking to a lot of owners and they had a lot of problems with how they took orders at a restaurant. Their order taking was super inefficient. And so the the part of the product where you order from the robot, the software part, that's the part that became the whole company, basically, which was 
I mean, insane. Like I didn't realize it. And then we, looked, then we started to really peel back the onion on the point of sale industry. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we realized that the point of sale industry hasn't innovated in 30 years. Like it's been the same exact product, even the shift to the cloud. Like yeah. When they shifted to cloud POS, the way that they had made restaurants take orders and payments never changed. Meaning, um, what do you mean? Meaning like you always still walked over, grabbed the plastic credit card from the uh, guest, yes, take the plastic right. credit card, put it the in actual, the actual right. So like the actual never fundamentally changed any of the operations for owners for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So we saw just a huge opportunity to take the original point of sale industry and flip the model on its head. So just to back it up, what, what was your background like made you want to get into hospitality? Was it just an opportunity in that sector that you saw or were you working in any way around these kind of I mean, I, I really, I don't have a ton of hospitality background other than like high school jobs, you know, before, <laughs> I, joined the, before I joined the Navy, I was a Subway sandwich artist. Oh, there you, you know, go. I, <laughs> I was making subs. I love that. I mean, my, uh, my co-founders and I were all engineering, all naval officers, so all military background. Again, we were mostly just, we'd go to a lot of restaurants and bars. And originally, again, we were just trying to build that cool robot to, <laughs> to like make a few bars like- yeah, yeah. That we thought a couple of bar owners might want that. Well, that's um, why engineers think, right? Like you look at something and try to solve it, right? Some sort of tech solution, yeah. something. But cool. now, since we moved to New York City, like when we moved to New York City in 2018 to launch the Brooklyn Barge with just the Bebot software, from there, I mean, I spent most of my time the last year and a half before COVID, like in New York City bars and restaurants and kitchens, like really learning how they operate. So I've spent. I've had like a crash course the last couple nah. of years. I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's really pulling the curtain back. I'm sure if they let you in there, you probably came up with five other ideas while you were back there too. Yeah, I mean, I get like hanging out at those, like a lot of our early customers in Manhattan and Brooklyn has really shaped most of what we do now. Like, I mean, I wish I would have talked to them sooner before we built the robots. I would have yeah, learned, a lot. I would have learned a lot. I would have learned a lot more. Yeah, what am I doing with all these time. robots now? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would have saved some time. So- how different is Bebot now than what was in place I mean, or is in place at, at the Brooklyn Barge? I mean, it's so different now. The company and product has evolved rapidly since we started really interfacing with restaurateurs directly, like instead of just building our own thing in our garage in San Francisco. You know, we do delivery and pickup for Michelin star restaurants like Carbone, Marea. Uh, you know, like we're, we have like some of the top brands in New York City now on our product. And, and before like, we never even really dreamed we would be, you know, serving those companies with software. Yeah. So are they still using that version of Bebot over at Brooklyn Barge? I mean, yeah, I mean, they still use the original like QR code at the table. You order your pitcher of margaritas and a bar back runs it out to you. So they, they completely transformed their ordering system there. And they've been using it ever since we launched in 2018. And then from there, that's actually how we met like a bunch of other restaurateurs who were just, you know, they were out at the Brooklyn barge on the weekend with their families and they'd be like, wow, this is a really sweet product. I, I want this for my restaurant. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was how we, we basically grew organically from, from the power of the barge. That's I amazing. It's amazing yeah. how that works. So explain to everybody exactly how it works now. Like what, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things coming out now. Explain from the restaurant operators side, how Bebot can be plugged into your existing business. Yeah. I know there's a lot of different solutions out there. Maybe maybe after I explain it, I can show you like a chart of how I kind of think of the world of different options for restaurants. Okay. There's there's a, there's a lot of there's many options, even more than just Bebot. But how our product works is we're like a new type of point of sale, the one that the guest uses. That's the best way to put it. 
in the traditional model, the server walks over to the point of sale system in the corner by the service well generally, and they, they type it in. In our case, the point of sale is now in the guest pocket. So the full access to the point of sale menu, the modifiers, any choice is right there for the guest to choose. And when they, when they do that and they submit their order, it injects into the existing POS infrastructure, basically meaning the service well at the bar or the kitchen with all the ticket printers, maybe you have a fry station, you have a salad yeah. station. If I order a salad and a beer and a pizza from my phone, it'll go to all the right printers or all the right KDSs in your space. So this implements into your existing POS? Yeah, yeah. So basically, we, we looked at the, the POS landscape. There's you know 80 plus point of sale companies in the US, and we started integrating into each one of them so that we could come in and kind of overlay an extension onto that point of sale. Mm-hmm. For restaurateurs. So like a lot of people in New York, you know, they might have, you know, Micros or Aloha or Toast or, you know, Upserve. Yeah. And we're coming in and basically saying, okay, add this ordering system to your tables. We'll show the menus that you've put into those systems and we'll let guests send orders into those systems. So then now from the guest side, I come in with my phone. How do I know? How does my phone know that I'm in, you know, Lala Taqueria and where do I go from there? Like, is it yeah. Yeah. So we, we built this originally and this goes back to the robot days. Like we were, we were trying to figure out where the robot would know where to deliver. Mm-hmm. So we originally built, you know, just QR codes, which are just websites. Mm-hmm. So every, think of every table in your restaurant will have a unique website and that can be represented as a QR code. So it could be like brooklynbarge.menu slash one would be table one. Okay. And you could represent, you could represent that as a website or as a QR code. So you would just come in. You don't need to have an app. We didn't want to build any apps to download. No one's no one's doing that to drink drink a beer at the Brooklyn no. Barge. So you just you know you scan your scan the QR code or you type or you just type in. My mom prefers to type in the website. She doesn't scan the QR code, and then that pulls up the menu for that specific table, which mm-hmm. is a good advantage of the system that a lot of operators don't consider. Is if you have a mixed use space, like say you have like a rooftop bar and you have an inside and you have like a waiting area. Yeah. Each of those places might have a different QR code that needs to render a different menu from your POS. So we started to build a flexibility where depending on where you're at in your space, it renders the right menu at the right time. Wow. So now I'm here and I can pull up the menu and I can order my pizza and my salad right from there. I don't have to talk to anybody. And maybe the restaurant just has somebody walking around saying, Hey, can I like guide you through it? I mean, this yeah. is also new. I mean, some people can be like, what the hell is this? Where's the?" <laughs> and then my food just comes out and I can pay and then I can leave. Like, what does that process look like? We don't want people leaving in the middle of their meal, right? So yeah, you order, you start your tab up front. So you're going to pay up front uh, or start the tab at least. The main reason is for security there. We can't okay. be letting guests put in free orders to your right, POS right, right. because they could, that opens you up for risk as an owner. But then a server can see that order, what we call the BBOT command center. It's a screen that goes by, it goes next to your POS screen and they can see the guests on their phone, what they have in their cart. So the server can kind of see what's going on in the restaurant. Oh, okay. That, that's a, that's a unique feature to be by. We call it like spy. So it's, it's, it's in like another iPad or is it's like uh, literally on yeah. your bus? We usually mount like a, uh, we use an Elo tablet, Android based, okay. um, just because they're a little more durable and they're hardwired. Yeah. We want hardwired because, you know, Restaurants yeah. are chaotic environments. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so the server can see what's going on. And then 
when people have trouble or need help, the server also has a device to be able to place orders uh, table side with a handheld. Right. I guess I always tell my team it's in the traditional restaurant model, only the servers used to be allowed to place orders. And in the software BBOTS creating, we're kind of making it a shared experience where the guests can place orders and the server can place orders together. So if I'm a server and somebody's struggling with it, I can say, you know, let me hop in here. I can finish this for you, like that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you're a server and the guest is like, you know, I'd, I'd prefer if you took my order. Right. You know, okay. the server is like, yeah, sure. No problem. Once I'm done, I can just get up and leave. That's it, right? I mean, if yeah. I, I didn't have any problems, I use it the way it's supposed to be used. I get up and leave and that's it. And I get my receipt, I'm assuming, emailed to me or... Yeah. One of the things thinking about like changing to mobile is we thought about the idea of like you pay at the end. The problem with that is it's not a great experience for the servers and bartenders. Right. Because, and that's really where I spend most of my time thinking about what is a great staff experience. Cause like yep. our customers, the staff, not the guest. So we think about like a server. The last thing we want him or her to have to do is run down a table and say, Hey, can you pull out your phone and finish paying? Yeah. That would be a terrible. So like you could just leave, you can just walk out because that way this and the server has to know like they've been, they've already paid and tipped. Yeah. Like we would never want a server to have to like beg a guest to pull their phone out. Don't that chase a, them down the street. Yeah. yeah chase right. them down. That'd be a bad experience. So we, we're just really trying to build tools for the servers and bartenders to not have to worry. Smart. Yeah. So this is obviously very relevant now. Are you seeing like, what does business look like now? Are restaurants just clamoring to get this or is it like, I mean, to me, like I said to before we went on air, we had spoke previously and I got it because I think you had explained to me like the beer garden or a college thing where maybe somebody can't get to that particular. I'm like, oh, that is cool. Like I can just sit here and, you know, everyone's been in that situation where they order a beer, they're having a great time. And now you can't find the server. Place got busy. Now I can't get a beer. Let's get out of here. But now with the contactless stuff being so big, are, are restaurants more responsive? Are you finding more interest in, in Bebot? Yeah, and it's it's just what you would expect. It's different. So like I think there's what something like 750,000 restaurant units in the country. Within those that total market, there's like fine dining, there's fast casual, there's casual right. full. So there's all these different types. And each one is coming to us with a different a little bit of a different request. You know, like a fine take some of our fine dining customers, they're just looking to only have the menus be digital, but you still order through a server. So like we have that request a ton. For the casual like bar, like I was just down Long down on Long Island the other day with a bar owner at waterfront looking to reopen. He's looking for you know ordering and pay at the table. Then we have some other people who are looking for just pay at the table. We're getting a ton of interest right now across all of the different service models, mm-hmm. but they're all the, the one commonality is they're all looking to have digital menus and have some sort of new digital feature set in their restaurant. So we're just trying to work with each operator to get what they need. So it's customizable. It's not just a, you, you can't, I mean, it's not just something you drop on somebody who works for you. It doesn't, I can have one or I can have one, two, three, or all components of Bebot based on my need. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. We always say it's got to be a configurable system because yeah. there's so many different restaurant models in the country. Like there's just no, there's just no way to do a one size fits all. Right. What did you see in the market for the, the basically, I mean, was, was contactless a thing just in terms of less friction or like, Obviously, now we're thinking about this being a longer-term solution, but it's interesting to me that you saw it as being what, like, mm-hmm. what stood out to you as being the main problem to solve there. I mean, like, if efficiencies in the restaurant were a major thing, what was it really? Yeah. So again, this goes back to just talking to the customers after the, after we launched the Brooklyn and Barge. The problem that he had was he was trying to 
you know, smooth out his order flow. He would get, he would just have huge lines and it was very, it was just very crowded. That problem doesn't exist everywhere. Obviously like he has a unique spot, but as we like started talking, as we started talking to more operators that, that would find out about that setup, they all had the similar challenge, even if it wasn't as exacerbated as his, which mm-hmm. is there's a there's two things that restaurants their their highest costs are labor and rent, mm-hmm. and I've talked to a ton of New York City owners, especially, and the rent never really sees, seems to go down. No, <laughs> like the rent is probably their highest. I mean, they're definitely their highest cost, but a lot of them are looking to solve some labor challenges too. Mm-hmm. That's a very very high cost. So our system can help with that efficiency and at the same time improve the guest experience. So. A lot of it was after the barge, just talking to more operators on how can they, they can't solve their rent challenge. What other costs could they bring down? Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> robots taking over, taking <laughs> jobs. But you know what? I'll tell you, like, as a restaurant owner and, and as my job working with restaurants across the country, I think one of the big things that took, you know, servers and bartenders out of the, the labor market for restaurants maybe is the gig economy and them being able to start side hustles from home that pay just as much and they don't have to work in a kitchen and they don't have to do all that stuff which I think might be a concern now. Are they going to expose themselves to you know, the yeah. world based on all this stuff? Having said that, I think that's a huge piece of solid. I mean, I know people used to say like, well, robots are going to take your jobs or this is going to be crazy, but the workers just aren't there. You need something like a B-Bot to fill yeah. the gap. Or it's not that they're taking jobs or we're, we're trying to replace you. Labor is something we have to manage, of course, the wage increase. But yeah, it's a lot of things are there. Super interesting topic. Like I just view the amount of concepts that restaurants are going to, COVID is going to create a lot of creativity in the market. I think like restaurateurs are going to come up with new concepts as a result of this. For sure. And I think, I think that some of those concepts are going to require a different labor model, which maybe is fewer employees that are required, but I still think there's always going to be those concepts that are very high touch. Direct delivery um, allows uh, higher margins for the restaurant, which is nice. Yeah, that's funny. Like with the taqueria, I have people who call and say, you know, they don't, they're maybe like older or whatever. And they're like, okay, I want to order. What's what's the best way for me to order? Because I don't like, I can't stand phone orders because this is what it's like. Hi, Lala Taqueria, I can help you. Yeah, I want to place an order for delivery. Okay, great. Steve, what did you want? No, they don't have that. I'm calling the other place. Yeah, and (laughs) back and forth. Then you you finally get the order. And then they're like, do you have shrimp tacos? No, we don't have shrimp tacos. Our menu's on our website. Oh, I don't have the website. Okay. Can I pay for that now? Yeah. Okay. Let me go get my credit card. This whole thing, I'm like done with it. When the phone rings, my blood pressure, like, oh my gosh. But people are calling and they're saying, how do you make the most money? What's the best way? Which I think is really great. That's awesome, man. Do you ever consider like just doing like a direct product where it's like chow now and you don't take phone orders? So we're always going to keep the phone. Dude, we do chow now. We have it linked on our Instagram. You go to our website. There's a button that says order now. It goes right to chow now. People love to talk. And I, I, I said to my partner, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, we're not answering the phone. I changed the voicemail on the phone to say, That's if you're calling to place an order, please head over to our website or Instagram to place your order. And it's like, I think once they did like, oh, but I got to set up an account. I'm like, oh, can we get over this? It's 2020. Set up the account and order your food. So I don't have to talk to you on the phone. It's so much more efficient. We actually did it one night, I think, where we didn't take any phone orders, and it was like it was like a machine. And I, I just I got to get back to that point. It's it's too cumbersome. Man, yeah, it's 
I feel like that is, I never really thought about that. I guess, yeah, the whole phone order thing can be, that's funny that they talk to the, they're like having a separate conversation. Oh, all the time. And then all they'll say, like, literally, they got to run out to their driveway and get their credit card. Or it's like, yeah. oh, we don't take Amex. So, oh, my, my, my oh, got to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's like a comedy routine. Like, if I could film it one night and put it on YouTube, it would be a great commercial for online ordering because it is terrible, terrible, terrible. You got to do that. That's a great piece of content. I think that'll go viral on LinkedIn if you, <laughs> if you do it right. If you do it right. I'm going to start tonight. Keep an eye on my social. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna, I wish I could record the other side, but. Well, what so else this, should I know? Tell me what I should know about. Like, what do you, what do you want technology partners to, to know and do right now? Like, what can we do for you? It's hard for me because I love tech and I love, I like efficiency. So I'm always looking for efficient ways for personally and for the business to be like more, like what tech can we implement that's going to make us better or save us money? But I got to imagine like the other restaurants that are more or less adaptive, you know, that are probably, you know, on the brink of not making it right now. I think somehow getting through to their heads, like how important this is to really start considering. It's not a fad, not trying to sell them some technology piece that's just going to, they're going to buy and then put away in a closet in three months. I think they need to understand. I think it's really, however you can communicate to them, which is not easy to do how important it is that we're in a new world. We're not going to go back to ordering. Like I'm, I'm thinking right now about a guy here who has great food in the suburbs here in New Rochelle, I'm in Westchester mm-hmm. County. And he, tremendous food, great following, total in-house place, appetizer, entree, dessert, after dinner, drink kind of spot. He hit me up like two weeks ago and said, what do I need to do to do online ordering? And I was like, dude, well, I mean, well, who's your POS? Let's start talking. He goes, I don't even have a POS. So like- <laughs> My interest is in saving these restaurants. I want them to be around forever. I think there's a lot of emotional attachment to them for a lot of different reasons. But like, yeah. I think getting through to these guys is going to be major. I think if you can get some old, like the old school date night spot in some of these towns to really take on your technology and show how this, the experience can still be the same, I think that will be major. Yeah. Yeah. New Rochelle. I was up there recently. Too. Oh, really? I want to shout out to our our signage vendor. They're in New Rochelle. <laughs> NY Sign Designs. Oh, really? Okay. I go, I only know one sign company in New Rochelle and it's not them. So I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't step on your plug. But, no, no you, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like uh, so many of these guys, even some of the guys who, who, who get it don't really get it. And I think they think that, oh, I don't want another piece of technology. I don't want, I, you know, so, so seamlessly getting that into their existing business and providing it as like, no, this is going to help you in your overall scheme of being contactless, your labor issues, you know, you're not going to worry about that server so much, uh, who doesn't show up every Friday night. To me, that would be, I guess, some insight into the restaurant owner's mind. I think they're, they're probably worried about layering in more tech. But I think at this point, it's like I said before, it's 2020, you got to realize that this is the way that it's going to go. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we're here to help them. There's so many different choices out there. One of the things we try to do is we have a lot of good restaurant tech partners that we channel partner with. And that, that way the restaurant owners don't have to talk to so many different vendors. Yeah. <laughs> we try to like try to make it more of a one-stop shop with some of our partners and have them do a lot of the communication. Cause it, you know, they, they're so busy. Restaurants are so busy. They don't have time yeah. to look at everything. Look at everything. I'll tell you, that's one thing that yeah, restaurant owners are, are not so great at. My partners struggle with that constantly, but I love using technology for personally. So like one of these things I use is Calendly which is oh, like, yeah. yeah, here, you want to have a call with me? You're talking to me, here's the calendar, plug it in. Let's get 15 minutes out of the way right now. And that's one thing. That's that's the thing. These restaurant owners, have they've had to like forcibly be like, 
you know, how do I get on Zoom? Like, how do I, you know, get on social media? I never really did that too well. Now I got to figure out online ordering and contactless payments and SOPs in terms of it's, it's just a lot. So I imagine it's a lot. It's yeah, totally man. a lot. I like your use of Calendly though, by the way, it's so much more efficient and calendar scheduling is just a whole separate problem for so many people. <laughs> just like it takes so much time for people. And then, you know, you go back and forth for people who don't want to use those links on like 10 emails just to get a time. Oh my like, God. I'm, I'm, on one, I'm on one right now. An alert just came yeah. out with me back and forth on trying to pin down like no one can agree on a time between 12 and two. Like everybody <laughs> just pick a time, make the time. Yeah. And so. some people, some people like I work, I talk to, like if I send that link out, some people get offended by it for some reason. Like, well, you're not going to schedule me through a link. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why not, dude? Oh, I know. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I had a, a buddy of mine from college. He, he's trying he knows I work with a lot of restaurants and he's like trying to, he works for, I think, uh, some payment processor. And he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't spoken to him since like 1999. And he's like, hey, I see you work with restaurants. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, look, here's a link to my calendar. Just sign up for a 50-minute call. He's like, can I just call you like the old ways? And I'm like, no, it's, no you can't forget it. No. If, that, if that's where you're at, we can't talk. We're waiting that's great. Yeah, we're working here. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I, know we're, I know we're friends, but come on now. I need yeah, to get exactly. scheduled here. So what's next for Bebop? I mean, like, is it like a, a big launch or what? where are you at right now as a company? Where, what's... Uh, What's your yeah, I mean, product? we've I mean, we've had a lot of growth since, especially since. I mean, we were growing before coronavirus, but we've we've had a lot of growth since the shutdowns, where we've been working around the clock to get everyone set up with online ordering and in venue, in store ordering, contactless payments. We've just raised an additional amount of funding, so right now we're we're really hiring, growing, and scaling. Actually, and we just big announced big milestone. We just did our first international launch too. Oh, so sweet. We just launched a restaurant in the UK and we're doing um, Spain and Copenhagen and Canada next. So we're just, you know, going out there on all fronts. Awesome. Well, Steve, thanks so much for taking the time. And I will absolutely be reaching out to you because I want to learn more about La La Taqueria. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I appreciate the time as well. And uh, anytime you want to do this again, just let me know. Anything you want to leave here where people can find you, get a hold of Bebot? Yeah. I mean, you should reach out to at hello at bebot.menu. Just right there. We're ready to, ready to chat with you. Awesome. All right, Steve. Thanks so much, man. Be safe, right, brother? Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Talk later. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Pretty cool stuff there from Steve and Bebot. I know he's got a lot more coming his way. um, And he's really, um, really great guy and got a great company there. So reach out to him there. They're at at meetbebot on Instagram. And they will get back to you and and really explain exactly how that will work with your existing store. Um, But before we go, I want to just kind of plug some stuff on my own here uh, as you guys know like i said i work in commercial real estate a lot of you guys know that hit me up with a lot of questions in regards to that so um you know i work at saber we are national real estate advisors uh specializing in emerging restaurant brands um and you know we are just looking to right now serve as an advisory capacity and if you guys have issues about um the leases at your locations or any kind of issue related to your real estate that you're having, um, we're happy to just kind of advise you and let you know what we're seeing around the country and how you know you may be able to work some deals out on your own. Um, you can reach me again, 914-996-4569, and that's anytime. I'm glad to get back to you uh, immediately, in real time, with any questions that you guys have, and uh, I hope everyone is staying safe and doing the best they can. Uh, I know it's not easy out there, and some of you guys are having issues 
again that you had before. So um, my thoughts are with you guys. Uh, stay safe. Keep your staff safe. Make sure your family is safe. And um, let's help each other out, guys. This is the time. All right. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.